0: You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you right across Australia live from Hobart, Tasmania. Now, Gary, we've had some beautiful weather down here but we've got the rain back again. So I guess that's a good thing.
1: But it's liquid sunshine, Jason. We
0: need some of that every now and then, Gary. But anyway, today we've got Gary back in the studio and uh, he's uh, finishing off his series uh, entitled Lifetime Search today. So, Gary, um, yeah, I've got a quick question for you. you. You've spoken a bit about your family and your, your, your parents a little bit. You've shared a few stories here and there, but what do you remember most about your parents?
1: Good one, Jason. I think when it comes to my dad, I can never – I don't think I can remember a day hardly where he didn't play with us boys, test cricket in the backyard or footy. Aussie rules. And then, you know, then him and Mum would also play games with us kids at night. We had six kids in the family. So those were very fond memories of parents who cared enough to play with their kids, you know. Mm. Someone once said, the family that prays together stays together. I think also the family that plays together helps them stay together, you know. So I think that's the, the, a fond memory of my dad. I've met many others. But with Mum, my Mum was sort of like a, a very spiritual person. And uh I can remember when she'd come in and say, "Hey, Mum's going to study the Bible. Do you want to join her?" I can remember many times that uh that sort of thing that Mum would do mm. and she taught us the importance of spending time in the bible and and uh, knowing Jesus and praying. It was a good a very good uh, habit she brought us up in and then of course, the other thing that I, I remember about mum she wrote poems about the next world heaven you know it wrote a number of poems and uh in in fact um those those things you know, yeah, I can see some of the books that she wrote with all these poems in there. She, she, have you she, still got some of those? Um, no, I think my sisters have them. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Good.
0: Very good. Um, just a reminder to our listeners our Tassie Encounter show number zero four eight 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 zero eight nine one. Write that down. Uh, you might have a question and we'd love to answer that. If you've got a question during the program, text us in on that number and uh, we'll have a go at answering. Um, and, uh, of course, we have a free book offer that we will be giving away later in the program. Now, Gary, last week we touched on Armageddon, I yes, think. Hot,
1: yeah, it was a pretty... What would you call that topic? It was really full on. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, this, uh, this episode follows directly on from there.
1: Yes, it does. Yes. And,
0: uh, it's sort of almost part two of that one. And today's topic is death, the death of death and
1: beyond. Mm, Yeah, Armageddon, the death of death and beyond. What's beyond? So, yes, we'll talk about that. But perhaps we should recap a little bit last week where we got up to, Jason. We're talking about the thousand years, and the Battle of Armageddon really begins or commences the thousand years. We talked about that. So this thousand-year period mentioned in Revelation 20, what we noticed was Earth is desolated by this Battle of Armageddon cities destroyed the Bible says uh, the unsaved those who cling to sin don't want to let it go hold on to it um, those people are, are, are dead during the thousand years they are mm. destroyed at the beginning of the thousand years those who were already clinging to sin and have already died they, they remain dead at this time The Satan is bound to this earth he's got nobody to work on because the other thing is God's friends his children have been taken to be with Jesus to heaven we saw for a thousand years. So he's got nobody to work on. Mm. The, the, those who cling to sin, he can't get at them. They're dead. Uh, those who uh, love God, they're uh, in heaven, we saw last week. So that's, that's the events that uh, that really summarize the thousand years. So what happens after the thousand years? What happens next? Well, we'll have a look at that now. I wonder if you could read for us Revelation 20, verse 7. So when this thousand-year period is finished, we, by the way, we also saw that God's friends are judging, remember that? Mm. They're participating in a judgment during this thousand years. Mm. So let's read this passage, Jason.
0: It says, uh, this is Revelation 20, verse 7 to 9, Now when the thousand years have expired, Satan will be released from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations which are in the four corners of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, whose number is is as the sand of the sea. They went up on the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints and the beloved city.
1: Hmm, interesting passage. Good question. Where did the, where did the nations come from? Because well, remember we said they were all destroyed.
0: And where's the city come from? Yeah, exactly. Because that would have been destroyed as well. Yeah, <laughs> so,
1: so what's going on here? Well, yeah. let's unpack this. But remember there's two resurrections we talked about last week. There's a first resurrection called the blessed, the resurrection for those who are God's friends. But there's a second resurrection called the resurrection of condemnation. Now, remember, we saw that sinners who cling to sin, who won't give it up, who, who, who hold on to it, they're destroyed at Christ's return, those who are alive. The first resurrection at that same time when Jesus returns is for those who have put their trust in him, who have plugged into the life support system. This second resurrection takes place at the end of the thousand years for those who cling to sin, who were killed before at the time of Jesus' return or who were already dead. Mm. I if you could read for us Revelation 20, verse 5 to 8, so we can clearly see there's a second resurrection.
0: It says, But the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished, whose number is as the sand of the seas. And that actually goes on from where we... Read before,
1: yes, exactly, so you see very clearly the rest of the dead that means mm-hmm. those who cling to sin those who weren 't raised to life when Jesus returns the first the second time, mm-hmm. they uh, stay dead now, though they remain dead until the thousand years. A finish, says and, the Bible.
0: And obviously, this, this, uh, whose number is as the sand of the sea is indicating that there's a lot of people exactly. who will be resurrected.
1: Well, you remember, I'm glad you brought that up, Jason, because remember Jesus said, the road to the kingdom is narrow, but the road to destruction is broad, and most go that way. They don't need to. Hmm. None of us need to go the broad road, but most people choose that road, sadly. Exactly. Mm. Um, All right, so where did the city come from now we understand where the nations came from those who cling to the sea because they were raised in this second resurrection at the end of the thousand years by the way who raises them to life Jesus does Mm. because Jesus said in John chapter 5 verse 28 and 29 he said marvel not at this the hour is coming in the which all who were in the grace will hear his voice those that have done good to the resurrection of life and those that have done evil to the resurrection of Condemnation. Mm. Now, it's Jesus in Revelation who shows how far those resurrections are apart, a mm. thousand years, and that's chapter 20. All right, so where did the city come from? Read for us Revelation 21, verse 2, because John tells us where it came from.
0: Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband.
1: Ah, very interesting. So this city comes down from God out of heaven. They've been in heaven for a thousand years. Now the city comes down. Massive city when you read the, the dimensions of it. Mm. Okay, now let's notice what happens. So here comes this, this great city comes down. Now what does the devil and all those who have joined him in his rebellion against God, what do they do next when this city comes down? Read for us Revelation 20 verse 9. They went up on
0: the breadth of the earth and surrounded the camp of the saints in the beloved city.
1: Okay, so you see what happens now. They say, the devil now has got someone to work on mm. in fact read for us verse 20 chapter 20 verse 7 and 8 now so this
0: is just proceeding that satan will be released from his prison and will go out to deceive the nations to gather them together to battle whose number is as the sand of the sea
1: okay so in other words the the devil now deceives them. i want you to notice something here by the way jason how long have these people been dead for a thousand years a thousand i guess years. exactly yeah. some of them even longer because well, they were dead yes, before true, true but, that, but yes. many of them at least a thousand at least years, a thousand years. Yeah. but but what happens now they went down deceived by this evil being Satan, they come up the same way. Nothing's changed. Mm. A thousand years, a billion years, a trillion years wouldn't change. People's minds are fixed, sadly. And so now he goes out to deceive them. He's got someone to work on. We saw his hands were tied. He's chained. Well, now he's unchained because the dead who cling to sin have been raised. He's got someone to work on. And how does he work? He says, hey, see that city there? We can take it out. There's more of us outside than there are inside. We can take this thing down. You know, the devil is, uh, never gives up, does he? <laughs> no. <laughs> he just keeps at it. Absolutely. He wants to
0: take everyone down with him.
1: Yeah, and he, and, and people are fooled by this. Mm. They, they go to take the city. I think the saddest line in the Bible is this one here where it says, whose number is as the sand of the sea. Mm. You know, Jason, I think of Calvary and realize Jesus actually died for every single person on the planet. And this verse tells us sadly that not everybody by far, accepts that most are going to reject the the offer of eternal life through Jesus on Calvary. Well, so these people now they go up to take the city, but God says, "Whoa, hold on here, hold on here." And notice what happens. There's a final judgment. I want to read you to read this verse, and then we'll talk about it after our next song. Jason it
0: says, "Then I saw a great white throne, and Him who sat on it, and I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were opened." And another book was opened, which is the Book of Life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things
1: which were written in the books. Wow, this is an interesting verse, Jason. Notice what's happening here. There's a great white throne, and God says, No, let's hold this. You know, they're going to try to take the city. God says, No, hold it. There's a final judgment. You wonder sometimes, what's all this judgment process? We're going to understand clearly why God does all this uh, by the time we finished uh, this morning. But you'll notice it says the dead. That means those who cling to sin, they've been raised to life. They now stand before the before God. And the books, the records, in other words, are opened and they're judged out of them. We'll understand when we come back, Jason, uh, Paul's words and why this takes place because the Bible says we shall all stand before for the judgment seat of Christ in Romans chapter 14, verse 10, all of us. And here is that event when all, inside or outside, are standing before God, and the Bible says it's judgment. We don't like to talk about judgment these days, mm. but God does it for a very good reason one that's to make the universe and the world secure for eternity. Mm.
0: We're going to go to break, but uh, if you haven't got the number written down for our show, 0488 880 891. We're going to have a free book offer coming up later in the program. This is Sons of Korah with Psalm 92.
2: Salted my horn like the oxen you pour upon me your anointing. All my eyes have seen the defeat of my foes, my ears have heard the sounds of victory. The righteous will flourish like a So no we
1: This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.
0: You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and today we are talking with Gary Webster on his series Lifetime Search and our topic today is Armageddon, the death of death and beyond. During the break or just before the break, we had uh, one of our listeners text in from Western Australia, David from Western Australia, and he's asking Gary where he attends church in uh, in Western Australia when you're over there. Do you want to answer that, Gary?
1: Yes. In actual fact, uh, Jason, I'm in Perth this coming weekend. Right. I'm running a, a programs in three places called the Apocalypse, the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. So those riders on their horses, we're going to be talking about those. Uh, we'll be doing that at uh, Clarkson on Saturday morning from uh, 10 o'clock through to about uh, 12 o'clock. And there's a lunch there. And then in the afternoon we'll be at Victoria Park uh, with the same presentations at 3 o'clock to 5. And then on Sunday we're, we're at Forest Field uh, from 3 o'clock through to 5 o'clock as well. Perhaps when we get along a little further I will we'll give the, the, the names of the places where they're actually at.
0: OK. okay. No worries. Thanks, David, and uh, thanks, Gary, for filling us in. And our listeners in Western Australia, you may want to... Uh, take note of that and the fact that Gary's over there and he's going to be doing these presentations this, um, this weekend. coming weekend mm. awesome so Gary just before we went to the break we we're talking about two books there was uh, one book which had the names of the dead in it yeah. and another book
1: which was called the book of life, life yeah In other words, this is a judgment process that's going on. Jason, just think about this. This is a unique moment according to the Bible. Everybody that's ever lived on planet Earth is now gathered at the same point in time at the same place. Mm. It's it's incredible. Think about it. Everyone from the time of, of Adam right on down to our day is either going to be inside the city because they've accepted God's free offer of mercy and grace through Jesus cru- and him crucified, or they're outside the city because they want to cling to, to, to no one's sin.
0: So I've got a question, Gary. Mm. Earlier we read that during the thousand years that we will judge with Christ. Mm. What is that judgment? What, what is it that we're judging?
1: What we're judging is we're, we're, we're understanding really God's justice. justice yeah. That's what we're really understanding. God doesn't need to judge anybody. He knows everything, doesn't mm. he? Mm. So the purpose of judgment is not not for him so much. It's for created beings. I mean, you think, if you ever go to a foreign country, you better make sure it's got a good judicial system mm. because you might need it one day. But on top of that, a judicial system tells you about the government behind it. Mm. And that's why God has these judgments we're going to see because the judgment process identifies is is this a, a being of love or is this a tyrant that's running the place, the mm. running the unit? You know, no, we're going to see very clearly God has a judgment because people need to understand he's a fair God, he's a loving God, he's a just God. So
0: uh, it, it's really about understanding the justice of God.
1: It, ultimately mm. it is. Mm. It, it is, you know. Uh, this is really for, for created beings to understand mm. God is a good God. Mm. So let's go and notice what happens. So I don't know how God's going to do this, Jason. We, we said there's a great judgment. God sits up on, on his great white throne and says, maybe it's sort of some sort of panoramic television in the sky, but we're going to see the key moments in human history. Mm. You can imagine when, when we see, for example, the fall of Satan, mm. when he chose to rebel against God. Perhaps we'll see in panoramic view how our first parents chose to disobey God and take that fruit. They, 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 they wanted to do it their way. Maybe we'll see the time when Noah's flood and people were invited to get into the boat, uh, but only eight people got in and the rest sadly were saved. But above all, I'm sure what we'll see, Jason, is the cross of Calvary. And we'll realize the justice of God that look what happened. Sin is serious. Look what happened to Jesus. He took sin, and that's what happened. But we see the love of God at Calvary. He took the place of every one of us. And then when that's finished, the Bible says everybody's going to acknowledge that God is just. I want you to read for us Romans 14, verse 11.
0: Yeah, and uh, we actually missed the the verse before, so I'll start with verse 10, and we'll go on to verse 11. In verse 10 it says, For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ, and then verse 11 goes on to say, every knee shall bow, uh, sorry, every knee shall bow to me and confess, every, every tongue shall confess to God. So there's this uh Acknowledgement. Process. It's an acknowledgement. That, yeah. that
1: God is just. And mm-hmm. that comes at the end of the judgment, you notice. You see, as we've said before, love is like a two-sided coin. On one side is mercy, the other side is justice. You cannot have love without justice. and You cannot have love without mercy. Mm-hmm. And God, and created beings, see that God is a just God. I want you to notice, if you could read for us, Revelation chapter 5, verse 13, of what what's going to happen one day when this time comes.
0: And every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the sea and such as are in the sea, and all that are in them I heard saying, Blessing and honour and glory and power to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever.
1: So everybody, says, in heaven, under the earth, and under the earth, and on the earth. Even the devil is one day going to acknowledge that God is just and God is fair. It doesn't mean he's worshipping God in the sense that he loves God. He's just acknowledging, he can see through God's judgment process that God is a just and a fair God. And what he's about to do is right. Now I want let's just, just think about this for a moment, Jason. Let's just imagine, and I trust this will be the case. All of our listeners today and you are inside that city on that on that occasion, but Webster's not. Okay? I'm outside with the devil and those who cling to no and sin and hold on to it won't let it go. Imagine is there going to be a question in your mind when you see myself and all those who cling to sin with the devil acknowledge that God is fair and God is just. Do you think we're going to have a question in our mind that God is not fair and not just when you hear that from our own lips?
0: I'm guessing that by that stage we're going to know for sure.
1: We will. We've, we've seen the judgment process, and but then you've heard it from me and the devil and God, you're right in what you're about to do. And this is why, Jason, sin is not going to rise the second time, not because God says, I'm not going to let anybody sin, but because nobody from this point on will want to. They see the sad results of it, but they also see, boy, what a God who's taken the place of every man, woman and child. And then God has to do what God does not want to do after this judgment. I can almost see Jason, God, with his head in his hands, sobbing his heart out. Because now he he has to say, let the fire fall. You know, Jesus wept over the city of Jerusalem, if you recall, when he came in. On a donkey, the Bible says he wept. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem! You who killed the prophets and stoned those sent to mm. you, how often would I have gathered you together? So this is this is the picture we have in here. God has is almost sobbing his heart out as he says, "Right, let the fire fall." Read for us Revelation twenty nine and ten. It's not a nice verse, and God doesn't want this to happen. He says, "I have no pleasure in the death of those who cling to sin." Read for us Revelation twenty nine and ten.
0: And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. Them. The devil, who
1: deceived them, was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone. And we read and talked about this in our last time. The complete destruction. God doesn't roast and toast people for eternity. The fire destroys them. It goes out and everything's reduced to ashes. But God has to put down those who hold on to sin because of the impact that that would continue to have in the universe. And then what?
0: Well, yeah, I was going to say. So that's so that's the uh, the difficult part for us. That's
1: the death of death.
0: Yeah, that's the death of death. So
1: death is cast. So what's the the beyond? The beyond bit is the the good bit, Jason. This the best is yet to come. I want you to notice um, a beautiful text here. The Bible says, "When the fire has done its work, God creates a new a new earth." this earth but, because Jesus said the meek shall inherit this earth. Read for us Revelation 21 verse 1. When the fires go out, look what God does next.
0: Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no more sea.
1: So earth becomes the site of the last empire. Now a question that probably some of our listeners have is, is there really a new world coming? Is there really going to be uh, 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 this world cleaned up without any of this sorrow and sadness well let 's notice what the Bible says. Read for us what Peter says, second Peter chapter three thirteen
0: nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth
1: in which righteousness dwells. Well, he even said more than that, uh, Jason, read for us Acts chapter three, verse twenty and twenty one Peter had more to say about this.
0: And that he may send Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began.
1: We need a restoration, Jason. Mm. You know, you go to a hospital and you see an eight-year-old child with leukemia. You see a couple that are married. Uh, there's you know, rosy-tinted glasses, and in two or three years, the marriage is in, in tatters. You walk down the street... Uh, and you see a, a, a young person speaking to themselves out loud because their brains have been destroyed by drugs. We need a new world. We really do. You just look at the news on television night after night. Uh, we we have a crisis. Our world is in decline, mm. and God says, I'm going to restore the world. I'm going to make a new world. Let's have a look at uh, at what the new world's going to be like. Now, Marco Polo, my great explorer Way back, he went around the world, ended up in Asia and so on, and when he came back, he said, look, I saw, I saw lizards that are so big that they'd eat a man alive no one had ever seen a crocodile in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I saw, I saw nuts growing on trees that if they fell off the trees, they'd kill a man when hit him on the head. No one had seen a coconut. Yeah. And he said, the half of what I saw can never be told. Well, it's a bit like that with the new world that's coming. I want you to read a text for us, Jason. And when we come back from the next song, we'll talk a little bit about what the Bible says about the new world that's coming.
0: It says in 1 Corinthians two nine, I has not seen nor ear heard, Neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Uh,
1: something good. The best is yet to come, Jason. Mm. Well, this next song fits
0: in well with that uh, that topic or that theme, that idea. It's called Hope of the Broken World by Siddar.
2: In the
3: beginning Into the darkness the Spirit's moving Upon the waters you spoke the words Let there be light Out of the chaos came the promise The universe rose and applauded When you commanded the newborn sun to rise You are the day's spring you are the morning star Creation splendor speaks of who you are You are salvation You are the joy of the earth Restoration comes, hope of the broken world weakness into my darkness your spirit's moving upon my heart and you speak the words let there be light into my chaos comes your promise the new is rising the old is passed on you are reviving and making all things right you are the day, spring you are the morning star Creation splendor speaks of who you are and You are salvation You are the joy of the earth Restoration comes Hope of the broken world Arise, shine the glory of the Lord is risen. Arise, shine. The glory of the Lord is risen. Arise, shine. You are the morning star. Creation's splendor speaks of who You are. You are salvation. You are the joy of the earth. Restoration comes. Hope of the broken world. Restoration comes hope of the broken world into my weakness into my darkness your spirit's moving upon my heart and you speak the words let there be light
0: That was Hope of the Broken World by Selah. Now, Gary, we've just been talking about this restoration that yeah. that song uh, mentions in there. So uh, there's more to it. There is more to said. it, Jason.
1: It's interesting, Jason, the Bible begins with a beautiful world where there's no there's no death. And it ends that way. And everything in between is how we can get there and be part of that. Mm. Well, life in the new world. First of all, the Bible says there's going to be eternal peace. I want you to read for us Isaiah 11, verse 6 and 7. Have a look at the description that God gives of this new world that's coming.
0: It says, The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf and the young lion and the the fatling, what's that, Gary? The fatling together. I must don't know a, what that must is. must be
1: a calf. I don't even know that myself. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's some homework for me, man. And, <laughs> I and just a little child. It was a, young, a young calf. Yeah. yeah.
0: And a little child shall lead them. And the cow and the bear shall feed. Sorry, shall feed their the young ones. Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm not reading this very well, am I? <laughs> uh, the bear shall feed, their young ones shall lie down together, and the, li- the lion shall eat straw like the ox. In so, other
1: words, John, yeah. uh, Isaiah has drawn a picture. You don't usually see a wolf lying down with a lamb, and you don't see no. a lion lying down with a calf. They usually eat them. No and, destruction. And, and a child in the middle of them. And the child <laughs> in the middle. Yeah, no destruction. In fact, look at verse 9. Read that one for us.
0: They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord. Lord, as the waters covers the
1: sea. Imagine, imagine a world where there's no more war. We, uh, we used to live in New Zealand. I remember some friends came from Zimbabwe at the time when there was a, uh, what was called Rhodesia back in those days, and they, there was a civil war, and they came to New Zealand, and they said, you know, the first thing that we noticed was there was no rat-a-tat-tat of machine guns and no bombs going off. Some people that 's all they 've known all their life. Imagine a place where there 's no crime because the Bible says that there 'll be no violence again in this world. Uh, imagine no abuse I, I, I would I would be sure Jason that many of our viewers have been abused mm. uh, by a father and uncle a brother in many different forms of abuse we suffer today, the Bible says there's coming a day when there'll be none of that stuff anymore, no crime and so on. Eternal health is another thing the Bible says. Look, what, read Isaiah 33, verse 24. And the inhabitants will not say, I am sick. Imagine that. No, <laughs> that sounds good. No Panadols, Jason. No, no COVID-19. <laughs> no COVID-19. No sickness. In fact, the Bible also says the eyes of the blind shall be opened. Imagine there are many people who've lived in a world of darkness since the time they were born, or since the time they had an accident, imagine that the, the first thing they'll see is the face of Jesus. Mm. Um, imagine a world where you've never seen a sunset, never seen a pretty face of your of your wife or your mum or whatever it is. All you know is darkness. The Bible also says that there'll be the ears of the the deaf will be unstopped in Isaiah thirty three. Verse five, 35 verse 5 uh, you know imagine living in a world where you hear nothing and many people are like that isn't mm. it but never heard the sound of a babbling brook never heard those magic words I love you but you one day will hear the voice of Jesus mm. when he, he uh, comes for his friends what a great world it's going to be you know when you look at the descriptions in the Bible there are a few descriptions in Revelation especially Isaiah as well Paul tells us that we're actually going to have new bodies. I want you to read for us uh, Philippians 3, verse 20 and 21, Jason, because here's a description Paul gives us.
0: For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body, that it may be conformed to his glorious body, according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to
1: himself. New bodies. Wow. Our citizenship is in heaven, meaning this world is not our home. We belong to another country, Mm. meaning the heaven itself. That's where our home really is, the things of God. And God's going to transform us to be like Jesus. Remember when Jesus rose from the dead? Mm. He said, a spirit doesn't have blood and flesh and bones, as you see me have. He took some honeycomb and he ate it and some fish and, and they felt his hands and so on. So we're going to be like Jesus. He had a resurrected body. A real body. A real body, exactly. Mm. And then there's going to be the eternalness of life. The quality of life is an eternal nature. Read for us Revelation twenty one four. We often hear these words at a funeral. And God will wipe
0: away every tear from their eyes and there shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying, there shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Wow,
1: what a world that's going to be. No pain, mm. no sorrow, no crying. Boy, have we seen too many of those things. No wonder John ends the book of Revelation. and The whole Bible ends with, Come, Lord Jesus, mm. bring, this, bring this to us. And then, of course, the Bible also talks about eternal joy. Eternal joy. This is an amazing text. I want you to read for us Isaiah 35, verse 10, Jason.
0: And the, ransom, sorry, and the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing, with everlasting joy on their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee
1: away. You think about that. Life today is a, is a mixture constantly of joys and sorrows, isn't it? Mm. You know, today oh, I'm happy because we had our first child. Tomorrow I'm sad because my husband got laid off from work. Uh, the next week i'm happy because hey my kids graduating at college then a few couple of years later it was sad now because mum and dad passed away mm. life is like that but imagine a world where you always have joy mm. you know no of the sad things i think this is an incredible picture that uh, isaiah has pictured for us in isaiah 35 Verse 10, they shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing will flee away. It's finished. It's done. And then there's something interesting. We're going to even have the Sabbath. Some of uh, the your other guests on your show, Jason, have been talking about the Sabbath. But mm. read this one for us. This comes from Isaiah 66, verse 22 and verse 23, when Isaiah is giving a description of the new world and so on.
0: For as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain before me, says the Lord... So shall your descendants and your name remain, and it shall come to pass that from one Sabbath to another all
1: flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Lord. So, now one of the things I like about... The Sabbath, Jason, is the preaching. I love to hear the word of God. Imagine mm. when God's the preacher. Mm. When we get to heaven, <laughs> Jesus gets up to preach. This is going to be incredible. And what about potluck lunches? You know, I don't know about you, but I like potluck lunches. Imagine this—this—this table is going to be miles long because the Bible says there's a marriage supper of the Lamb in Revelation chapter 19, miles long. I can almost calling out, Jason, pass me the mangoes from way down three <laughs> or four miles down the table. You know, <laughs> what a picture this is of God's a time with His children and. Sabbath we have these great days. And then I think one of the most beautiful things that we have in in the the picture of heaven is found in uh, Matthew chapter 5 verse 5 where Jesus says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Yes, we spend a thousand years in heaven for the first thousand years but we read a moment ago, the city comes down and Jesus said this world becomes our home. This new earth, yeah. But I want you to read for us Revelation 21, verse 1 and 2, Jason. Verse
0: 2. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her
1: husband. Wow. Now, when you read this description of this city that's going to land on this planet, you see that it has gates of pearl, 12 gates. Imagine a gate made of a, one pearl, mm. each gate of pearl. And it says there's streets of gold. I mean, just going to be like... Amazing. You know, Benjamin. we're going to be... With gold, mm. the the foundations of this city are slabs and miles and miles of these precious stones. I mean, why why would God make a city like this? You reckon?
0: Well, I guess uh, it's just a part of those one of those unimaginable things that He promised us. You know, it's... I
1: think it is, but I think it also means He says that prepared as a bride adorned for a husband. God it, loves something. the people who's going to live yeah. in this city and he's preparing a special home for his His yeah. children. It's, it's something special. Yeah, yeah, it's a picture of how much he loves us. He's, mm. getting, he's making this enormous special home for us. But the greatest thing of all, Jason, in this picture is found in um, Revelation 21, verse 3. Read for us this verse.
0: I haven't got that in front of me. Yeah, let
1: me read it for you. Uh, And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and will be their God. Can you read for us Revelation 22, verse 3 and 4? Yep. And
0: there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. They shall see his face, and his name shall be on
1: their foreheads. This is unbelievable when you stop and think about it. Who's going to live on this planet with us? God Himself. Mm. This world is going to become the centre of the universe because God is going to rule from here. This world that's caused so much pain to God, He's going to live here. The Saviour who died for us on the cross, He's going to say, oh, I'm going to live with my kids down here. That is unbelievable, Jason. That's what we call grace.
0: We need to go to a song, Gary, but uh, before we do, our free book offer to today. It's time to tell our listeners about that the uh, The book title today is called "The Next Superpower, and it's it's really taking from the ancient prophecies that we've we've taught about during these yes. series, and uh, you know a dreaming king, an ancient prophecy spanning two and a half thousand years, fulfilled in every particular.
1: Oh, Jason, Jason, this is an incredible book. I, I worked with Mark Finley in Melbourne a few years ago, and this book, The Next Superpower, is one our listeners won't want to miss because it covers some beautiful things uh, for for us in our understanding of the Bible. So this is a top book.
0: And it's really talking about this, this uh, what we're talking about today, it, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, where about, we're headed with yeah. this,
1: you know, The Next Superpower.
0: Yeah. So, uh, after the break, we'll give you the code for this book. But right now, Behold, Behold Revelation. This is Sean Carter and Caroline Cobb.
2: I see a city coming down like a bride in whitest gown, purely dressed, I see the pilgrims coming home. All creation finds shalom, the promised rest. The
0: Beautiful song, Gary, that really that really relates to our
1: topic. Yeah, uh, Jesus God the Father and the Christ are going to live with us on yeah, this planet.
0: Making wow. his home among us. Amazing grace. What a time that will be. Now I promise the code for this book, The Next Superpower, Ancient Prophecies, Global Events, and Your Future by Mark Finley. You can get that book by texting the code DIG21. That's D-I-G-21. Dig twenty-one. No spaces to zero four eight 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 zero eight nine one now we've got five copies of that to give away, so the first five in will receive a copy of that book, so the next superpower dig twenty one text it into zero four eight 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 zero eight nine one. Gary, earlier you were just mentioning that you've got uh, some things happening this weekend and yes. you are going to give us a bit more detail about that. Yes,
1: in Perth, where the program's... The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse is the program coming up. So Saturday, December eleventh, from 9.45 to 12 noon, that'll be at Clarkson Community Centre. That's uh, 7 Ainsbury Parade, Clarkson, if some in Perth live up that way, um, the same day... December eleventh, 3 to 5, we'll be at Victoria Park Seventh-day Adventist Church, 19 Gede Street, Vic Park. And then on Sunday... December 12, 3 to 5, Anderson Road Community Centre, which is in 24 Anderson Road Forest Fields. So that's where we'll be. Jason, I guess yep. if someone uh, wants more information, they can contact us and we can give them that.
0: And David, uh, as you texted in earlier, if you want to catch up with Gary, you now know where he's going to be. So <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, try to attend one of those events and you can speak to him in person. A
1: busy weekend. It will be. <laughs>
0: It will be. Gary, uh, we've got just about four minutes uh, to wrap up this talk. What, what, how would you like to wrap it up oh, Jason, today? I
1: think with a story would be a good way to, to go out. You know, we talked about the fact that one day there's going to be only two groups of people on this planet, those inside the city who are so glad they accepted Jesus Christ's offer, free offer of life, and those outside the city who will be wishing, why didn't we accept God's gracious offer? Only two groups. And it illustrated... Beautifully, the love of God in the story of Ganielle Guzman. Ganielle Guzman loved the party life. She lived in, in uh, Jamaica. Uh, she just loved to party hard. So she left her husband, left her daughter in Jamaica and decided to travel, to move to New York to the Big Apple because she could party on more on her own without her husband and her daughter. So she moved there and one day she's in one of those two towers on September 11, 2001 when the plane's began to smash into those towers. She was below where the plane smashed in, fortunately, but she said, we waited for about an hour in our building. What should we do? Should we go down? Should we stay where we are? After a while, they realised, we'd better go. Mm. So she said all the staff in her office started to wind their way down the stairs. She said, we got to about floor 13 when the whole thing swayed and then the whole building came down on top of us. When I came to, she said, in what was left of the stairwell, I was alone. All my friends, my workmates, were dead, and all I could smell was diesel, she said, and the smell of blood. She said, I had a beam right across my chest, a concrete and steel beam, and she said, I I began to bargain with God. God, if you get me out of here, I'll be a good girl. As the hours wore on, she began to realise she may not get out of here. Uh, Then she stopped bargaining with God. She thought of her life, she thought of how selfish she'd been, and How unfaithful to her husband and and miserable to her daughter. And as the hours wore on, she said, God, I haven't been a very good person, but I want to turn back to you. Would you accept me? I'm not going to, if I don't get out of this place, that's fine by me, but I do want to, I do want to have Christ in my life. I do want to be a changed person. I do want to be ready for the next life. She said, when she made that decision, she went off to sleep. Hours later, this is almost 20, 24 hours after this building had collapsed, a man stumbling over all the wreckage looking for bodies saw a hand way down below, went down there, felt the pulse and it was, it was a pulse. And so hours later, they lifted the steel beam off Ganiel Guzman's chest and brought her out. She went to hospital, but she, she was okay after a while, you know, after mm-hmm. some time in hospital. But I thought of that story, Jason. I mean, here's a here's a lady that's lived a, a real selfish life, but God hasn't finished with her. God rescues her and says, Ganiel, I have something for you, even at your last, like that thief on the cross. I love you, and I want you to be part of my forever kingdom. Thank God she put her life in the hand of Christ. But That's the sort of God that's running the universe, Jason, a God who loves us, wants no one to perish, wants us all to have eternal life. Mm.
0: Amen. Gary, um, that was both a sad story and a a good story. (laughs) It was a sad
1: story and a good story, you're right.
0: (laughs) And uh, we've got both a sad story and a good story to share now with our listeners in that uh, it's been good to have you here uh, on the program with us. But the sad part is that you're leaving us, yes, and you're you're heading up to uh, Sydney. But there's another good story mm. in that uh, you're going to be doing more work up there, and um, and I'm sure our listeners will be hearing your voice on Faith FM, uh, as they already do in in various programs, not just mm. this one. But uh, tell us a little bit about what you're going to be doing in yes, Sydney. Yes, uh,
1: um, I run these programs as we've talked about archaeology and prophecy, and I run those all across the Pacific from you know Pitcairn to <laughs> or Uh, French Polynesia right across to Perth and everything in between – and, and so I'll be running those programs, continuing to do this, but also doing much more of that sort of work in in, in the Sydney area as well. So yeah, and uh, I understand we have a, a radio studio and television studio where I'm going. So maybe maybe our friends from Faith FM will catch up with me. I I'm sure will they the will. I reckon <laughs> they will from time to but time. It's been great, Jason, to be yes. taking this journey with you and our listeners. It's been a marvelous time. I, I I learn so much myself when I share these things. Mm,
0: yeah, and and me too as. Uh, as the host who's uh, presented um, many programs with all our different pastors. I've learnt so much this year and it's been a, a pleasure working with you in the studio here, Gary, and a little more challenging when you've been travelling, but uh, we made it through. So. We did, yes.
1: Mm.
0: <laughs> Now, just remember our free book offer today. We've got uh, five copies or four copies left now to give away. Uh, the Next Superpower by Mark Finlay. You can get that by texting in the code DIG21, no spaces, DIG21 to And of course, um, uh, there was something else Tomorrow. I mentioned. Tomorrow. Tomorrow's y- program. Yes, tomorrow's program. And next week, of course, we would normally tell you what we're going to be doing with, uh, with, um, Gary's program next week. But we're actually going to go back to the beginning of Gary's program
1: next week. So they still have me, but not.
0: Yes, so so for the next uh, six or seven weeks to the end of January, we're going to be replaying our programs from Tassie Encounters. And so you'll be hearing Gary's voice uh, from our past programs um, playing for the next six or seven weeks. Um, Now, tomorrow's program with RICO is called Jesus Arrest. He's still in Jesus' final week of ministry there. So don't miss that tomorrow with RICO. And, of course, if you want to catch up on any of our past episodes, you can do that by going to faithfm.com.au and go to the listen menu and you'll find our previous programs. Of course, you can also get the Faith FM app as well and download. This is uh, Lauren Daigle and all sons and daughters with Power to Redeem. We'll catch you tomorrow.
2: of God.
1: This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.